Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Liz Munoz, CEO of Torrid. And at Torrid, we know how hard it is to find a bra that looks great and feels super comfortable, especially if you're a bigger or curvy girl. So we have spent the last two years building the perfect everyday wire-free bra with the belief that it should feel as good as it looks. It gives all the support and shape you'll ever need without any of the wires. Honestly, it's the first bra you'll forget to take off when you go to bed. So come to Torrid.com and try our life-changing wire-free bra today. What's good? Did you miss us? Good. You been all we my missed life. you as well. Where Yo, the hell have you been? I feel like it's been lives? forever since we've been on the air, bro. Like, what the fuck, dog? Like, we maybe because it's just so I much know, has bro. been going on, bro. Like, I guess it just seems like so time has just been like standing still or in fast forward. One of the two. I don't know what's going on. All all of those things. That's probably true because, as the reviewers know, Mister Bridges, you have a complicated relationship with sleep, and sometimes it puts you in a time warp. You don't even know what's happening. It does, but man. that's all right. We're figure we're figuring out because, damn it, we have a lot to talk about on this episode. If you are just joining us for the very first time, this is the JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast. We appreciate you joining us however you may be listening wherever you may be yeah. listening we appreciate you rocking with us yeah. we are available on all platforms everywhere damn it everywhere your baby mama's nissan sentra uh. itunes wherever <laughs> it doesn't really matter we are available to you uh first and foremost for the brand new reviewers out there gb why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself and what are you about in this game that we call life damn it ladies and gentlemen my name is jeremy Eugene Bridges, I am a 10-year NFL veteran, uh, father of six wonderful children. And an Aries. Children. Huh? And an Aries. 
And an Aries, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Aries gang all day, every day. So I do have a birthday coming up, man. Shout out to all the notable Aries. You know what I'm saying? For real, just had a birthday. Uh, you know, a lot of my a lot of my friends are having birthdays. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know where Aries. Uh, you know, hell, my head coach is, is, is Aries. He just had a birthday two days ago. Shit, we winning over here. Aries gang Damn. for life, baby. So, uh, again, Jeremy, Jeremy G. Bridges, I am a 10-year NFL veteran, retired father of six children, coach, mentor, you know what I'm saying, big brother, uh, believer in Christ Almighty, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. uh, God, and yes, indeed, you know what I'm saying, owner, operator of the O-Line Academy, uh, more to come with that, and half of this beautiful thing we call the JB and Benny Blue Review, my partner, Benefit Benefit Ryan Smith. You know what I'm saying? Earl, the Earl benefit Ryan Smith himself. Tell him about yourself, Oh, the buddy. Earl, what a distinction. <laughs> oh, he's bringing it back, baby. That's right. The Savage Duo, your man, Benny Blue, one half of the Savage Duo with my partner, Jeremiah Eugene Bridges, the third junior Esquire, oh, yeah. doctor, poet laureate, no, Nobel Prize winner. Yeah. Uh, your man, you know what I'm saying? Stand-up comedian, podcast, podcaster, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Um, shout out to my home state of Michigan. That's where I'm at now. I got three shows this weekend, damn it. You can't miss me. I am in Holland on Thursday. I'm in my home city of the goddamn ski town on Friday. I am in Grand Rapids on Saturday. You best bring your ass because I am coming in hot. You understand about, me? I'm coming in hotter. I'm coming in hotter than a paper shredder at Trump Tower, goddammit. Oh, I am not playing with you people. Uh, I also work with our guy in front of the show, Kevin Robinson, um, with okay. Pacific Home Buyer, so we're making that happen. The, the proud title sponsor of this podcast, and uh, joining us on this episode is boy, I tell you, one of one of one of our best friends, a family member, if you will, uh, a, a fellow brother in savagery. And damn it, if he doesn't dress well and better than most of you motherfuckers, I don't know who does. Um, he is an artist. He is a father. He himself is an entrepreneur, and he is the co-founder of the fine apparel group. That uh, has produced the Don't Be Dumb merch, mm-hmm. which you can get at jbandbennyblue.com right. slash merch. Also, slash also merch. follow us. Yes, also follow us at JB and Benny Blue. Joining us on the line is our guy and yours, Mr. Chad Carr. How are you, sir? Yo, 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 yo. What's good, y'all? I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to rock. What's good with you guys? Sound like a straight rapper, sir. Sound you like, like a straight like rapper. I thought you were about to do a promo for a new album coming out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell what club you're going to be at tonight. I was waiting on all that to happen. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you already know. Yeah, man. Well, new mu- new music coming, new stuff coming from Trends Collab, so don't you worry. We're, we're going get to get into that and all, all his good stuff before we let him go. But uh, reviewers, you know, listen, we, we always try to keep things upbeat. And as JB mentioned at the top of the show, it was important for us to kind of, you know what I'm saying, take maybe a little bit of an extra step back uh, in light of what has happened. Uh, I guess it'd be over, man, it's been uh, over a week now. It's It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, so for those Have who've been living under a rock, yeah. So for those who've been living under a rock, let me get you up to speed. What's happened? Uh, unfortunately, we lost um, a great talent, uh, a great uh, beacon for those trying to, um, you know, figure out how to really navigate the music industry and make quality music and really stand for something. Uh, Nipsey Hussle was tragically killed in, in front of his own store on his own block um, on March 31st. Uh, I was actually um, with uh, Chad and, of course, his family. Shout to Terry. Shout to, shout to Young Peyton, the Young Prince. Yeah, uh, the Prince. And we we were enjoying the day, and then we found out a little bit later on um, that he he had you know he had been shot, and then you know, of course tragi- tragically passed. Um, apparently, they've you know arrested someone. the The current story is is that it was someone who was, I guess, from his set or whatever it may be. That was, you know, basically a hater had a disagreement. Nipsey told him to 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 get off the block because he was he was working with them people, and uh, like a true hater that he was, he he came around and and you know killed the man. Um, so you know, hopefully the justice system gets it right if he is indeed the person who did it. Um, and you know, just listen. All all we we send our, our send our condolences on social media. We want we want to make sure it's on wax. Um, all, all prayers and thoughts and, you know, just, just every, all of the good energy, you know, JB and I can send to, you know, his immediate family, his friends and anybody that, anybody that was really affected, um, by, um, uh, you know, who he was and what he represented and, and his music. Um, you know, so first and foremost, just to kind of pay tribute to him, fellas and uh, and Chad, I'll start with you. Um, you know, just cause you know, obviously his, his main bread and butter was being an artist. So Chad, for you, what was your, what was your favorite Nipsey song? Like what, what do you get down the most to out of his, out of his catalog? What's your thing? 
Oh man, to be honest with you, the the one that really, you know, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about it, but it was a one for me is when he did the Return of the Mac, uh, mm. the, uh, with with uh, yeah, when that came yeah, out, I remember I'm that. a huge fan of the original. Yeah, he has a lot of good songs. Don't get me wrong, and I, and I do want to say first and foremost condolences to, to him and to condolences to his family and 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 all the fans. And you know, when 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 artists, especially you know myself, when an artist says. Uh, thank you to the fans it sounds cliche but it really is true and then when you see all the amazing people uh, around the world not just the west coast but everyone showing tribute right. it really does go to show how fans really really looked at this artist but my favorite my favorite he has a whole good catalog but the return of the mac was just a it was it was just different for him to step out of the box to really get his name out there and i thought that was really a banger but he has a lot of good bangers but i think that's the one that stuck out to me only because the way he flipped it the original song mm-hmm. and i think he did it justice nice and yeah you're right i mean with, with nipsey he wasn't really a, a traditional radio artist and that was one of those singles one of his few songs that really got a lot of a lot of run especially on on la radio um jb how about you i mean obviously you know we really love victory lap and we're familiar with a lot of his catalog right. what i mean out of out of everything like what is your like what is your go-to nipsey song that you got to bang in the truck or at the gym or whatever well uh young nigga off victory lap is, is like my i can listen to that song over and over again um just, you know what I'm saying, the way it starts off, what can make a nigga want to go and get it, say he want to be with themselves and how, you know, how he basically, like, he spoke of the evolution of his life, you know what I'm saying, like, like what what made me start doing this? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to flash, you know what I'm saying, now, you know what I'm saying, bam, and I'm, I'm doing it like this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. So, young nigga just, it, 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 it speaks to me, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, he has, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing talent, this kid. Um, I said this young man, he was a couple years younger than me. I'll be 39 in a couple of days. He just turned, he's 33. So, uh, just unreal talent. And I tell people all the time, I'm not, you know, I've mentioned it on our podcast before. I'm not no bandwagon dude. I'm not no dick rider. But, like, I never really rock with Nipsey like that. You know what I'm saying? I always fuck with his music, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, okay, like, you know, Nipsey's on it. He go, you know. Oh, he can go. Oh, that cat can go. You know what I'm saying? Until, you know, Victory Lap started being made. And me and Benny, and Benny can attest, we talked about this all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the buzz behind that album and just reading about the album and things that were happening and people that he was dealing with and the way that he was going about writing it. He was creating a masterpiece. And I gained more respect for that man just reading about the album before I even heard a word of it. You know what I'm saying? And then just, you know, I, I coached football at Crenshaw High School for three years. So I've seen Nipsey around, you know what I'm saying? I know things that he's done in the hood. And he's always around. That That's just who Nipsey is. Just who he was, who he is. Hell, I say he is because he's still around. You know what I'm saying? He's still he's still looking down on, on, on Crenshaw and Small Easy. So that go, you know, young nigga on on the album for me is amazing. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's my joint. But that whole victory lap, you know how that goes. You know what I'm saying? Like we was, when it first came out, a whole month, man. And I don't think I played nothing else <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for right. this entire month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same with same with me. And I mean, to in in that spirit, I mean. To me personally, I think, you know, it's, you know, un- you know, the one silver lining is yeah, I think he really did leave us with his best work. I think vi- I think Victory Lap was I his agree. most complete album. And my favorite song yeah. is on Victory. My my personal favorite song out of his catalog came from that album. That's that's Status Symbol 3. Yeah. Um, to me, yeah. that's like that. That's a, I mean, that's a, as much of a complete song as you want. It really speak to, uh, speaks to, I think, where a lot of us, especially the three of us are in like our path of building our brand and our journey. And um, I mean that that shit. I mean you can just ride out to it. It's it's a good gym record. I like the lyrics. It's one of those songs where it's like it almost kind of like it's this weird thing that happens toward the ends where it really kind of picks up momentum because he comes back in with like a third verse. Right, right. I don't know. Like that's if you if, if for those unfamiliar, Status Symbol was kind of like his Maybach music series, right? Where he had a couple that yeah. had come out before. Um, and uh, I like, mean, yeah, like, man, like I mean, Blue that, Laces too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. Correct. Blue Laces yeah. Two is on is on a victory lap. So yeah, same same type of thing. And you know, he always he had that presence of being a good MC, but also knew how to really fit the instrumentals that he was using and all that and all that. So um, uh, reviewers, this is what I want you to do. I'm gonna plug this uh, multiple times during this segment. 
Call the Savage Hotline. Again, that's 818-850-2804. Uh, again, that's 818-850-2804. No, uh, it's not who, Mike Jones. God damn it, that's our number. Give us a call. <laughs> leave us a message. Tell us you know, your thoughts, what you remember about Nipsey, and your favorite Nipsey song, and we will play it on our next episode. You got our word on it, damn it. From re- new reviewers to old, we appreciate you doing that. So again, right. give us a call, Savage Hotline, all that shit. Now, gentlemen, like I mentioned at the top, this dude represents a lot of different um, different layers in terms of how to really navigate your career and build it in a way where you own your likeness, you own your you know your intellectual property. So, Chad, I want I want to throw this to you in terms of um, you know how he really built his brand because it's interesting because obviously you're not an LA artist per se, but you started your mm-hmm. LA journey at the, about the same time as he started getting popular as, as well. And I think the way he was able to do it was really building his brand through his clothing, through the marathon clothing, and then through alternative ways of marketing. Like, for example, people forget a couple years ago, he sold the album for $100 a piece. Yeah. And I think he yeah. ended up selling like a 1,000 of them. And I think, I think Jay-Z ended up buying like 100 of them. Right. Um, so he would do different things like that that would really kind of move the needle and get the conversation going in a new way. So when you think about things like that, what kind of comes to your mind, Chad, in terms of like, what are the things that you looked at and kind of admired about how he was able to build his brand and really build an audience the right way over time? You know what it was? It, to be honest, it, he he is an interesting person uh, in general. His music was dope, but him himself was interesting. But he actually was out there um, speaking to the youth because he knew the youth was the ones that are going to really listen to his music for a long time. So he was out and about in the faces of people. I, he wasn't really I, I didn't see a lot of social media heavy stuff with him, but he spoke a lot online or on any blogs or anything like that. He really put it out there to make you listen to him more. And it wasn't really about the music first. It was about the culture first. So when you see when you see him out and about, like I, I've seen him before, but I, I've seen him on, on plenty of platforms where he's just talking to people, literally talking, and then you just gravitate towards his music because he was such an interesting person and a smooth cat that you had no choice but to listen to his, his music. So his brand, really, it was him being true to himself, that putting himself out there because people wanted to be more accessible to him. But I like the fact that he kind of more gravitated towards the youth and not just not just the hood, and which is dope. You know, he did that. He did a lot of things. But the more the thing that he marketed himself the most was spreading spreading positivity for the youngins coming up and to bop on his music and to listen to him more. Um, and because it wasn't you didn't really hear a lot uh, a lot of um, you didn't see a lot of social media uh, with him a lot. It was really just radio interviews maybe and and really him doing positive things for the youth. But when you see that that really makes you listen to his music. It wasn't the first thing you would gravitate to when it was marketing. Just every time he spoke before he passed, you were just listening to him just listening to him speak and i thought that was dope but just the fact of him getting out there really hitting the ground because he was doing a lot of old school things you know selling out of the trunk you know uh, of his car he was he was still even doing that you know uh for for a long time but he was still grassroots going to the youth and talking to people and then you started listening to his music and i respected that yeah definitely and i mean i think what's interesting is like the way he did things in terms of building other business like with this whole vector 90 project for those who don't know it's basically helping you know kids of color disadvantaged kids learn how to code and help them develop their own kind of startup companies and businesses and that's something that he had right there in his neighborhood on through things like you know buying buying the strip mall that he used to move that work in front of and then he bought it yeah and he empowered people and, and put businesses in there and of course that had his um clothing store and just the way he kind of navigated in terms of like uh, really emphasizing um, ownership and having control of his, his master recordings and all these things that yeah. a lot of artists crave, but they don't necessarily, you know, if they sign deals too early or they get they sign bad deals or they don't oh, really know right. how to navigate it, they may not be able to, um, you know, be able to have that type of power that he had through, um, through you know, through the actual music itself. Um, so I agree. He actually mm-hmm. he actually put me onto a dope book that I think Chad I told you about called Contagious, and it's about like the mm-hmm. psychology around marketing. And I actually found out about that found out about that book through Nipsey, and that mm-hmm. kind of influenced the way I sort of do my digital ads and stuff for my businesses, or, or like promoting the podcast, all that good stuff. A lot of a lot of that yeah. kind of um, information and um, uh, viewpoint and ideology came from a book recommendation that I got from him. And I, other than Jay Z, I can't really name. 
very many rappers out there that I've taken book recommendations from. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it speaks volumes in terms of what he represented. Um, now, JB, right. JB, in terms of representation, obviously, it was no secret that, you know, Nipsey, you know, you know, stood stood for his set. You know, he 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 repped he rep the 60s. That was his people. And I think he did it in a way that was very much about um, community. And obviously, you know, gang culture comes with what it comes with. We, yeah. we all know this. We don't have to get too deep into that. But it's interesting because a lot of the lyrics that he he had and especially a lot of things he was talking about right before he passed were kind of ominous and cryptic in terms of how people in your own set can turn on you. And JB, as you know, I mean, a lot of cats don't realize when people think of gang stuff, they always think about red versus blue, blood versus crips. People don't realize that if you're if you're cripping, you could have issues with people in your own set. That's right. not uncommon. And right. people, I don't think people really realize that. And it's interesting what you saw the reaction in terms of the uh, the peace rally where you saw everybody from every different set right. walking through, uh, you know, hand in hand, walking through Crenshaw and Slauson. So, JB, in terms of what he represented from that part of the culture, like you said, you coach at Crenshaw, your son played at Crenshaw, you've been in that community, you know cats who live that life. What is your kind of, what is your kind of viewpoint in terms of, how he went about kind of carrying the flag from that set, but doing it in more of a, you know, a, a positive way and, and staying true to his roots. Well, the thing about Nipsey is, is you saw him literally morph from his old life to his new life. Um, he, you know, he, he banged the set and he banged it hard as a young, you know what I'm saying? As he got older, he, he started to realize that, uh, you know, like you said in Victory Lab, sitting on my Lincoln, I was thinking, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna make a hundred million in these streets, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, he, it, it, the, the realization came to him that I'm not going to do what I want to do by doing what I'm doing, right? So Nipsey changed the entire narrative of South Central LA to the young people. Like Chad spoke about, you know what I'm saying, about how he, he really spoke to the young people because he understood, and not to sound corny, but, you know, Whitney Houston said children are our future, and they are, you know, they are the future, bottom line. So no matter how you put it, why you why you say it, how you think about it, how you feel, the children are the people that are going to be running this thing one day when we old and can't even walk. You know, so he changed the narrative of South Central LA because in coaching football at Crenshaw High School, the saddest thing that I saw was that these kids in their mind felt like, some of them felt like the only thing they look, could look forward to is becoming a gang member because their father was a game member. If their father went around, their uncle was a game member. Right. Or their brother, does, he's a game member. Or their, their mom was a gang member. Second, third, fourth generations of gang banging, and this is what these kids have to look forward to. Nipsey said, no, nah, that's not what you have to look forward to. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. You can do that. These are things that are completely available to you. You just have to have the mindset to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to not do this, but I'm going to do this. All right? You're right, Benny, when you said about family and and, and see, in the 60s are a street gang, but they're more family-oriented than most street gangs in L.A. Uh, so him saying the things that he said about, uh, like you said, it cryptically, you know what I'm saying, kind of like saying, hey, you know, watch you know, watch the people around you, basically, you know, like, like I said, I, I, I'll reference Victor Lap a lot, you know, circle got small, everybody can't go, you know what I'm saying, like... Mm-hmm. It's, that's the bottom line. You know, you can't take everybody with you. And there's over 1,660 cribs. Like, and I'm pretty sure Nip, Nip knew a lot of them. A lot of them knew Nip because of his fame and who he was. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's just the things that he was doing in the community, man. He, he Nipsey was big. He was he was super big. Yeah. yeah. As you can see, like, from all the, 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 the ceremonies, you know what I'm saying, and the memorials that are going on around the United States of America for him. And the hundreds of people that are showing up and paying homage to this man, it was huge. His presence was felt because yeah. he was real. He was real. And his realness, the fact that he was real, the thing that was so real about him is that he wanted his to be better. Bottom line. He wanted his to be better. Yeah. He, yeah. he don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Like He wasn't yeah. one of those cats that just said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with the other side. I'm not going to deal with white people. I ain't going to deal with you. No, he kept people around him that were going to make him better. You know what I'm saying? He learned from people, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, Jewish, it don't matter. He learned from people that were going to make him better, that were going to help him progress. But he wanted his own to be better first. Like, he wanted the hood to say, you know what? Start investing back into the hood. Hey, you old game banging guy, how about you kick back and you teach the youth that this ain't it? 
You know what I'm saying? How about, you know what I'm saying, that you right. tell him that you can be better than what I was. He wanted more of that. He single-handedly changed the culture of South Central LA. He did it himself. Like, he did it himself with his movements and his music. That's true. He did. And that's what you saw two days ago uh, when Big U called all the games together and you got 40s, you got 8-trades, you got 50s, you got you got Bloods, you know what I'm saying? You got Pyrus, you got the Jungles, you got everybody walking that met up at Crenshaw and Slauson and they walked across the street to the Nips strip mall and that's what you saw. Uh, that's what Nip wanted. Wow. I believe that God puts gods among us. Like really, I do, and mm-hmm. you know, he he Nip, Nipsey was and I, and I look don't 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 nobody quote me on this because I ain't comparing Nipsey to Jesus Christ, but Nipsey's life was Jesus' life. Nipsey was put on earth to to save his people. That's what he was. That's what he's put on earth to do, right? And yeah. much like Jesus Christ, Nipsey Hustle was back then they called a crucifixion. Nipsey Hustle was assassinated. Nipsey also wasn't shot down the street. Nipsey also was assassinated. And I'm not even going to get started yeah, on yeah. that, but that man was assassinated. That wasn't no gang shit. It just wasn't. I'm, I'm a gang member myself. You know what I'm saying? I've lived in, gang, in, in, in a gang community. Yeah. I've lived around gang community. I know how gangs operate. I know how haters operate. That wasn't no gang shit. And I don't care who says it. Who, everybody's like, oh, it's a conspiracy, brother. I'm not stupid, brother. That's what I ain't. <laughs> right? I'm just not. Right. Now listen, uh, you can't, you no, listen, listen, Bizzle, yeah, yeah, two words. Yeah, yeah you can't two words. You just can't pull the wool over my eyes like that. You know what I'm saying? It just made me think that, you know, it's the Malcolm X syndrome, right? This is what you have to see. Yeah. It's the same way they did Malcolm X, all right? The powers that be had to make it look like it was just black-on-black crime. So they had right. to make it look like it was just another gang member shooting another gang member in L.A. So... That man came and yeah. shot Nipsey five times. Nipsey wasn't dead when he shot him five times. He came back and he stood over him and shot him in the head. He had to kill him. He had to kill him. Right. Because right. if it was just yeah, sense, it, it, if, if it was just senseless gang shit, he'd have hit him and ran. Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Bizzle. Two two words to that because I agree with you. Government employee. Huh. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, that man. That man may have, he he may have been in the set. He that that dude that dude who shot him may have been in the set. Yeah. But at some point, he got jammed up, and then yeah, you know yeah. he, he decided to become an informant. They got in his ear, and then he he was yeah. put on a, he was put on a mission. Yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He he was put on a mission. Yeah. So, like JB said, we ain't we ain't gonna get down to the boo doo 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 right? We're right. gonna get too into those waters. But JB, you brought real quick to, to put a bow on this before we get into our final uh, section of this. You brought up two things that I think will be his lasting legacy. You talked about how you talked about how. I think Nipsey really encouraged older, you know, old like the o, the OGs of different of different hoods, different sets, different colors that you know, you don't have to be the cat who's always just repping the set and on the block. There's a way that you can empower your people where you don't lose that essence of what you represent, but like you said, you think you think bigger than your corner. You think bigger than what you see every day. And I think like you said the way he the way Nipsey utilize self-education and put himself around people that may not be from his neighborhood to lift himself up and thus lift the people up around him i think to me that's going to be his lasting legacy and hopefully like you said with the thing that big U did and how everybody came together hopefully we can finally see this era coming into the new decade where it's like yo like we can all have our sets but damn it let's let's do legitimate business together let's create legitimate yeah. institutions like you said investing in your own neighborhoods whether it's business or things to help heal meditation therapy yoga all these things can be started from all all this cake nutrition that you can get from other nutrition nutrition is, is probably the biggest of them all yeah. and sh- <laughs> yeah. shoot the can the cannabis industry cbd there's a lot of legitimate ways that all these cats could really be getting, like you said, JB, more money than they would to, like you quoted with his lyrics, more money than you would get doing, you know, two bit hustles or just trying to make a living selling a little bit of work here or do a running credit card scams or doing right, credit right. is just going to get you jammed up and it's just going to per- perpetuate the cycle and right. never going to, and yeah. it's never going to lift up, like you said, those generations of those cats who've been doing this and not really getting anywhere in the grand scheme of things. At some point, man, like you said, you know, you have to be able to 
you know, as 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 it what it is what it stands for for the GDs, growth and development. Growth there development, needs to be baby. more emphasis on growth and development, and that will lift yeah. everybody up and thus stop the violence and just create a new world for people who deserve a new world and, right. and need to see more positivity. Right. Now, speaking of positivity, before we before we let Chad get out of here, and I want to pose this to both of you because you know, gentlemen, as you as you like to to you know, what I'm saying, give me give me the business sometimes here and there on this. You know, eventually, eventually your boy will be wifed up. Eventually, your boy will have you know. What I'm saying little, little blues mm-hmm. running around, but until that time, oh yeah, you 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 know, what I'm saying you both you both are fathers, and you both have had um, you know that that special that woman that was holding it down, and I think that was something that he you know really was a good shining light for in terms of um you know his, his kids, and especially you know with the way he had his relationship with uh with um you know with with Lauren. Um, so Chad, so, you know, going to you, I mean, what, what, you know, you, you know, listen, you know, unfortunately, you know, you know, he, he won't, he won't be here to, um, see, a, a, a long life, but you know, he, he's basically the same age as you. And when you right. kind of see the way he moved around as a father and, you know, a husband, what, how did, you know, what, what did that kind of ring true in your experience as you've kind of gotten older and got to that part of your life as well? Yeah, you know what the thing is that he stuck. He stuck with it, and he provided. He did a lot to to for his for his kids. It wasn't anything he wouldn't do. And then when you backtrack and look at his stories of of how he would raise his kids, he would always speak the truth to him and let him know about his his past. You know, even though they're too, they're really young, but he would still talk to him about it. But he would do anything and everything. I mean, he was doing a lot of things, and he still had time. And the thing that I took from that is really just time and the effort. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time, especially for him, it was sacrifice. So he was sacrificing a lot of his energy uh, for for the youth, the kids that he didn't even know, but he was doing it to provide for his kids as well. So a lot of things that he was doing, he was out a lot doing a lot of things for the community, doing his album. But at the same time, he was still providing for his kids to have a, have a, have a really good future. And I, and, I, and I think that's that's the key for me when I look at it is really making these positive sacrifices to, to help your kids. You know, he wasn't he was always on the road doing this thing, but he always came back to his kids and always provided them a better life. And sometimes you got to do the groundwork to provide a better life as a father. You know what I mean? So he did everything and anything he could just to make sure that they were good, man. Good. And you see the pictures online. He generally loved his kids, but he he sacrificed a lot to make sure they were happy. And I think for me as a as a new dad, I had to understand that, you know, I had to understand that this sacrifices has got to be made in order to make sure your family's happy. And it means that you may not be around all the time to, 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 to see certain things or to be around. But when you're making these moves on the road as a dad to, to help your family, those things are needed. So uh, that I took away a lot of that, man. And the fact that he's he was a good dad, you know, he was just there when he needed to be there. And he did a lot um, of work just to, to have them have a better life. And I think that he went the extra mile. And I, and I, I really like that about about him. Nice. JB, what, what do you think about that? Especially, you know, like you said, him him putting on for Crenshaw. What, what, we, what, did, what did you take away from, you know, how we, how we carried himself as, as a father and being, you know, being down for his woman and really championing her? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was no secret, you know what I'm saying? He, he found his queen in Lauren London. And as she put it... Um, so eloquently and so painfully, you know, saying she lost her, her protector, her sanctuary, uh, her best friend, and 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 that's what everybody's looking for, you know. And, and it's just, it was, you know, it, 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 Nipsey and, and Lauren, you know, is everybody's favorite couple next to Jay Z and me. Let's be um, to me, you know, what I'm saying like especially like in the black mm-hmm. community, you know, and in, in the hip hop, you know, community, uh, they're they're number two, and it's like. For them to be a part now, you know, everybody's heart goes out to London and, you know, he's going to be okay, you know what I'm saying? Because like Chad was just saying, if he put it down for for her and them kids, you know what I'm saying? And he, you know, that that that's just a part of it. But Nipsey, if you if you, if you you ask me, Nipsey, one thing I, I relate to Nipsey about, and people ask me how many kids I got, and I say, oh, right now, probably about 240. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, well, just to be real with you, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach and a mentor. So every kid that I that I come in contact with now becomes my son or my daughter. That's just how I, you know, what I'm saying I don't, I don't, yeah. you know. And when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't have that mentality. So I would get in trouble and I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, what I'm saying I wouldn't care who thought who saw it. You know, even my my because my kids were like super super young at that point. But then as I when I got married, I you know I I 
brought got a got a new family, if you will, you know, say with my stepchildren came about. And now I got older eyes and ears, you know what I'm saying, that are watching me and so now more responsibility comes to my shoulders. And I imagine that's how Nip felt, you know what I'm saying, as he he got kids, you know what I'm saying? His older daughter is is she's gotta be ten, you know what I'm saying? So eleven, whatever, whatever, something like that. So as you when your kids start to get old enough to, to, to recollect and to be able to comprehend what's going on, you 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 get a new respect and you get a new lease on life because you can't let them down. You know, people that have any kind of sense about them. And Nip had plenty of sense. And he didn't want, you know what I'm saying, his baby girl, you know what I'm saying, to be nothing but a queen. So he had to show her that, like I did when I was married, that this is how a woman is supposed to be treated. And, you know, that that's important for fathers to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's foundational. Everything's foundational. You know, like, it just don't take a woman to say, hey, you should expect this from a man. But when you watch your dad treat your mom a certain way, now you know this is how you're supposed to be treated. Uh, he did a great right. job of that. And as far as just that, the kids and the, and the district, man, when I say the district, I mean the Crenshaw district and, and all the kids that he's touched. But, of course, he was in the Crenshaw district first. Um, I mean, that was just him understanding what, what he was at one point and what he saw and what drove him to do the things that he did when he was young and the mindset that he has He's trying to instill that in them. That's why I said he, he changed the narrative of, of, of South Central LA and what the kids hear and see. He's, he did that. And, and, and like yeah. Chad spoke yeah. about earlier, yeah, he, 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 he focuses on the youth because he understands that this is this is the foundation. And if, if we can change their outlook and their mindset, then we can have a whole different South Central LA. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, well put. Well, 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 Nipsey from from the review from from I know from Chad from all of us. You know, rest in peace, brother. We're we're you know we're always gonna be playing your music, and you know I'm sure some way or another we're gonna be thinking about you. And you know, you know, just know that you know in some form or another your message is always gonna find a way to resonate and hopefully like JB said, really lead, and Chad said, lead the next generation in multiple ways, whether it's learning how to build your brand, mm-hmm. whether, you know, learning how to really uplift your uh, uplift your neighborhood and the people that have really been down for you. And like JB said, with with that circle, making sure that that's tight. And obviously as a father, as a as a husband, and, and just, a, just a good citizen. So, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey. Again, reviewers out there, please leave us a message, 818-850-2804. Tell us how... He affected your life, your your favorite Nipsey song, all all that good stuff, and we just, we just want to pay tribute to him. Uh, before we let Chad go, Chad, of course, you got a bunch of stuff happening. Plug plug all your social media where people can find you, trends, collab, all that good stuff, please, sir. Yes, yes, yes. You can find me on Instagram or all social media platforms at I am Chad Carr. That's I am Chad C H A D C A double R. Come follow me on there. I'm working on my album right now. It's an EP called Dreamland 2044. It's a mixed bag. It's a time travel album. It's really paying homage to the past, present, and where I think the the music is going to go. So a lot of experimentation. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it when it's out. I'm coming with it, man. I'm coming with it, and I'm just bringing it. All to you guys, man, and I hope you guys enjoyed the music. Go to Trends Collab, www.trendscollab.com. We have a lot of apparel. We can custom make apparel for you as well. Shirts, crop tops, leggings, you name it. We got it. We're doing it for you guys, and we're going to be contributing a lot to some to, to some charities coming up, and I'll make sure I plug you guys into that uh, with per purchase of a T-shirt. So we will get, we'll be getting into that later. I'm going to deliver that news to you guys once it's available, um, but check me out. I am Chad Carr. It's a pleasure being with you guys, man. This is a great opportunity. Can't wait to hey, do this. Hey, Chad, real quick, man. I'm going to need I'm going I'm yep. I'm I'm to put in a special request from Trans Collab. I need a birthday yep. shirt, man. I need a birthday do it. shirt. The 19th. You do. I need a birthday shirt, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I need right now. I need the Ram on it, and I need it to say Aries Gang. You know what I'm saying? I need that shirt. You know what I'm saying? I need the matter of, as a, as, a, as a matter of fact, Chad, that's just an idea from old JB, man. You might Trans Collab and he starts making. Zodiac sign shirts, you know what I'm saying, for everybody, every gang, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not just Aries gang, Scorpio like, gang, Taurus gang, like, yeah. you know, they're going to sell because, you know, everybody <laughs> likes repping their Zodiac, Zodi- Zodiological set, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 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 It's I all need, Chad, it's all wax. Chad's all wax. It's all wax, it. baby. And JB. Yeah. Look, that's what family do, you know what I'm saying? We, we, hey, we want, I want my whole family to eat, and I want them to eat good. Right. I agree. Right. I agree. Done and done. Yep. Like seriously, yep. done and done. Let's do it. 
You will get a follow up from me, and then let, let's do it, man. Let's do that. Let's get it out there. I know you're gonna rap it well. Oh, yeah. We'll make it happen. That's for sure. Follow, oh, follow. I am Chad Carr. Follow Trends Collab again. They hold us down on the merch. Go to JB slash merch. That'll take you yes, to Trends yes. Collab to get the Don't Be Dumb hoodie, shirt, and any yeah. additional good stuff that you want to get from Trends Collab. JB J- Chad was underselling the music. He finally gave me. He finally gave me the goods of what's gonna be on there. Uh-oh. And trust me when I tell you, it is. Heat, so Uh-oh. produced by Chad Heat. So let's let's be clear about this. So uh, good stuff coming. We are yeah. gonna play it on the podcast. Make sure to follow him, follow Trends Collab, all that good stuff. And JB, another good news. Shout out to our friend of the show, our homegirl Jazzy, who's laced myself. She's laced Chad. We will have our new logo by JB's birthday. God oh. damn it, it is on wax. Yes, I'm not yes, playing. Yes. We have it. Jazzy and I talked this weekend. We're good to go. She's been working on it. She kills it with the graphics. We'll plug her stuff as well. All that stuff, follow it. You know what to do. People, uh, when we come back from our special advertisement announcement, JB and I are going to go over a little bit of our uninformed informed March Madness recap <laughs> and our prediction for the championship game, followed <laughs> by a patented, patented edition of JB's You Win or Not. Oh, I got some <laughs> shit to throw at the Bizzle Man. Will it be win? Will it be not? I, I don't know. Wait. Only he does. When we come back from our special advertisement announcement, but in case you forgot, goddammit, but how could you? Because we know you are in tune with what we are doing. This is the JB and Many Review Podcast. And goddammit, we'll be right back, bitches. Yeah, there. Yeah. What's up, reviewers? Have you heard about making money in real estate, but you're not sure how to get started? Now you have an opportunity to learn about the housing market while earning commission on new deals. Pacific Home Buyers is a Southern California-based real estate investment group that is seeking experienced and hungry phone salespeople to help them find the best homes on the market for sale. And the best part? There's no real estate experience required. Hours are flexible, and you can earn big money on closed deals for just getting home sellers qualified. Call us now at 323 963 Three four one seven for more information on how you can get started. That's three two three nine six three three four one seven. Pacific Home Buyers. Your home sale starts here. Bam! All right, reviewers, we are back. This is the JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast. Make sure to follow us at JB and Benny Blue. JB and Benny Blue Review for all past episodes and merch. Again, shout out to our guy, front of the show, our brother, brother and Savagery. Dad. Chad Carr, baby, joining us, talking about, of course, rest in peace to Nipsey. We we had a whole full segment, so make sure to run that back in case you missed anything. And again, please give us a call, 818-850-2804. Let us know, you know, what you're, what, you know what I'm saying? Let us know what you're feeling about Nipsey, your favorite song, all that good stuff. And, hey, we, we appreciate any, any shout-outs, all, all that good stuff as well. So make sure to hit us up on the Savage Hotline, all that. Um, all right, so reviewers – uh, you know what I'm saying? Tis, tis the season for um, some college basketball. Right. And uh, as you followed us from our last episode, you know we had our reviews patented, uninformed, informed um, NCAA March Madness bracket. Now, let's be clear. Basically, uh, as we kind of alluded to, nothing that we really predicted, air quotes, happened. Uh, oh, now no. you oh, have no. in the final game, you got uh, you got Virginia and you got Texas Tech. But it wasn't without a little bit of controversy. Ah. Now, these last few games, I'm not going to lie, they were, they were actually pretty good. The Elite Eight had some good games. Right. And the Final Four was cool. You know, Michigan State ended up kind of folding toward the end. But, um, man, JB, first of all, did you did you get a chance to see the uh, the Virginia and Auburn game? I watched the, the entire second half of the game. Um, okay, so you saw the good stuff. Yeah, so basically uh, what happened is that Two things happened that that basically swayed the game's decision. Um, there was a missed double dribble call by the point guard for Virginia. Uh, the ball hit his foot. He tried to dribble behind his back. The ball hit his foot, and then he picked it up with two hands and put it back down on the ground. That's double dribbling. Then, not not necessarily a controversial call, but not the smartest idea for a defender at Auburn. Uh, last play of the game, if you will, really the last play of the game, and. Virginia does a great job of running the play to get a guy in the corner to, 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 to attempt a three-pointer. At this point, they're down by two points. And an Auburn defender comes over. And the right thing for him to do defensively would have been a flyby. You know what I mean by the flyby? He just basically runs towards him and eases off body-wise. And if he makes it, he makes it. If he don't, he don't. But you don't make contact with him at all. He didn't do that. He jumped towards him, landed, and the guy's lower body contacted him. So... Of course, he gets Correct. three free throws. He nails the three uh, the free throws. 
Uh, Auburn has point six seconds left on the clock. Can't nothing, can't do anything with it. Virginia wins. Uh, so it was a good game. Uh, Virginia wins by one point. Good game. Um, Texas Tech and Michigan State. Texas Tech just whooped their ass the whole game. I'm just going to be honest. Completely honest. Uh, Texas, Tech, Texas Tech's defense is unreal. And I was sitting there watching with my homeboy, Cook, and I just I kept saying, I'm like, I've never seen a team play defense that well. I'm talking about never seen a team play defense so aggressively, so efficiently. The, the switches, the closeouts, the hot hands, like... Like what in the like they Michigan State? We know how efficient Michigan State is in the basketball. Team. All right, they play old school, boring ass, move the ball around, make good decisions with the basketball, rebound the basketball, play decent, tough, hard nosed defense basketball. Right? Texas Tech basically had them in panties the whole game. Like literally had them in panties the whole game. The stars from Michigan State did good things. Uh, the point guard, uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, Winston, the cat, yeah, cat with the Winston, headband. The point guard, yep. and, then, and then, of course, that big man, he came alive towards the, 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 the middle of the second half. Uh, Fant is that I think his last name is. But Texas Tech was just defensively too much for him. And Texas Tech showed some, some offensive skills I didn't think they had. They shot the three ball pretty well, and they attacked the basket. Um, so that's maybe the overview of the two games that happened in the Final Four. Well, here's the, here, here's the championship game, which is going down on, what, Tuesday night? Uh, versus all right, actually, yeah, oh, okay. Monday okay. the time of this recording. So Texas yep. Tech versus Virginia. I want to say Texas Tech is going to beat Virginia because of their defense. The defense is swarming. They're athletic. They they're tenacious. Uh, again, Virginia is the same kind of team that Michigan State was. They might have a little more offensive firepower, but they're basically the same team. Slow motion, move the ball. Get a quality shot. Get out and play tough deep. Texas Tech is more athletic. They run more. They love a fast-paced game. They smother you defensively. And offensively, they're going to attack the basket. I, I'm going to predict that Texas Tech is going to get Virginia's quality big man in trouble, foul trouble, about midway through, about midway towards the end of the first half. Second half, beginning of the second half, midway, he's going to be in really serious foul trouble so he's not going to be able to play and Texas Tech is just going to attack them and going to get up by six to eight points and just kind of lead, hold that lead the whole game because Virginia, like Michigan State, is not a team that can really come back on. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm going to pick uh, Texas Tech as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they're they're going to have a way, and you saw them do it to Michigan State. I mean, hell, JB, the, the goddamn score in the first half of that Texas, uh, Texas Tech-Michigan State game was like 20 uh, 26 both, to 24 both, team, both teams had you know 30 mean? points and a half yeah right it was it was like a damn high school game watching that and you're right they really they really neutralized um some of the uh the playmakers from michigan state that they weren't allowing them to really you know do the things they should have been doing which was get to the line which is what they did during the second half of the game but to me it was kind of a little bit a little too little too late at right. that point because like you said texas tech really kind of brought down the game to a defensive level um and by the way um, shout out to that one kid. I think his name is uh, Owens. My man, you gotta like you. I, I pray for your health. I hope you have a good game in the championship game. But goddamn, son, you got you got to watch your head, brother. You can, you you hit your head in your uh, own teammate. Yeah. You yeah, hit your yeah. head in the sideline. You, you know what I mean? Like it. this kid. Yeah, he was 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 banging and getting and getting concussed every every which way yesterday. I'm like, yeah, golly, yeah. get, get this kid he, an ice pack. He had good a rough Lord. day yesterday, man. And he came back. He emerged yeah. from the locker room like a Paul Pierce. After you know what I'm saying, yeah, he, yeah, he did. After his leg, he did. And they were going crazy, broke. right? Yeah, but hey, hopefully, hopefully, he has enough time to rest to, to be a factor. And they have they have some playmakers on the flip side. Of Virginia, they have they have the kid guy. He, you know, the, like you said, the kid who who ended up going to the line, hit, hitting the clutch threes after the foul. Um, you know, the main the main score for them is uh, that kid uh, Ty Jerome, who's the kid with the double dribble. He's a good playmaker as well. So I think if we, yeah, I think we have similar predictions. Texas Tech is going to kind of bring it down to a ground level and ultimately over overwhelm them, like you said, with, with smothering defense and doing just enough offensively um, to get it done. Particularly, you know, if that if that Culver kid can get hot, make some plays. That one kid, the the Italian cat, if he can if he can hit some shots, right? Um, and yeah, man, them 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 Red Raiders were were to Patrick Mahomes, they may they may be having the, having them having them guns up. 
and putting that put that that net in the air and that trophy uh, in the air. Uh, you know what I'm saying uh, that one that one shining moment, baby. Yeah. You never know. So we'll we'll be watching. We'll we'll see what's good. So that's that with that with the goddamn March Madness recap. We are both picking Texas Tech. But all oh, reviewers, it is time for the best podcast segment in the history of podcasts. That's right. I said it. Yes. I said it and I meant it. Yeah. Uh, he said it. Viewers, you know you love it because we cover a lot of different things and we got to see where the Bizzle Man's mind is at. Production Q, the DJ DMD 25 lighters on my dresser. Hey, yes, sir. Play that shit right now. It is JB's patented. You with it or not? Yeah. I got five topics to throw at him and we're going to see if he's with it. If he's not, woo, only the only ones who know are JB and the Lord himself. Yes. All right? Yeah. All right, Bizzle Man. I'm going to start you off with the easy one, but God damn it, we have to talk about it because it is a trending topic and we got to do it in our own way. All right, reviewers, when you're good at something, of course, you got to pound your chest. You got to have confidence in yourself. But there's a fine line, JB, between oh, confidence and, de- and delusion. You met, you mentioned it in terms of coming out of the locker room. All right. This guy, Paul Pierce, says he had a better career than D. Wade. It's close. It's closer than people think. But uh, listen. Of course, he's going to say himself, and as he should, but uh, I'm not sure if the Bizzleman agrees. So, JB, simply put, has Paul Pierce had a better career than D. Wade County? I said this on on, on, our, on our friend of the podcast, uh, his show, Javon, yesterday, uh, the easy show with Javon on uh, NBC Shout Sports out. 1060. Run that back. You yeah. check your boy out on that. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> no, Paul Pierce. First of all, I'm going to pay homage to Paul Pierce. He is a phenomenal basketball player. Hall of Fame for sure. No question about it, hands down. He's one of the greatest that ever fucking laced up the sneakers. All right? But as I said on the show yesterday, take away the rings. Take them away. All right? Which Wade has three and, 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 and Pierce has one, by the way. Take those away. All right? And you look at the numbers. Numbers do not lie. Paul Pierce, you did not statistically have a better career than Dwayne Wade in the story. Sorry, folks. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, folks. Yeah. It just is what it is. Oh, Paul's for for a man for a man that's called the truth. You are certainly living a lie, son. Yeah, man. Lies, look, I tell I, you. Look, I call Paul uh, Pierce. And I laugh about. It. I call Paul Pierce Mister Me Too because he's always adding himself in to a greatness discussion. Always, yeah. Like he, he's like, hey, don't forget when I did this. Like, nah, bro. Like, nobody, you can't do that. That's like being a self-proclaimed real nigga. Like, you can't call yourself a real nigga. Somebody else has to stay. Right. You know what? Right. That's a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, have to, you have to earn that you reputation. You got to get that stamp there, buddy. Right. You can't yep. call yourself the baddest bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Trina tried to do it back in the day, and it just didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, has, you have to be deemed something, right? So, he earned the nickname right. of truth. Okay, that's awesome. But, sorry, truth, your truth is... That your career wasn't better than Dwayne Wade. Right. And that's correct. And again, Paul, you know what I'm saying? You're a Hall of Famer. You're a champion. You had a great career. So don't worry worry about it, baby. You'll be all right. right. You're in there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right. I like you, but I mean, you know what I... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Paul, you're all right, man. You know what I'm saying? Be 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 easy on these NBA countdown shows, all right? That's, that's all we're saying. Um, but good, it's good to have it's good to have confidence in yourself because damn it, you're a champion. Nobody can take that away from that's you. That's right. All right. Now, JB, keeping the basketball and speaking of, you know, what I'm saying possibly taking something away. I, I'm curious to get your perspective on this. As you know, as, as the reviewers know, I've said this many times in this podcast. JB will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yes, it may not be as a player, but one damn way, it, will be as a coach or and day. or executive. That's right, one way or another. God damn it. However. Not everybody gets in, or at least they don't get in on the first try. Huh. So the Basketball Hall of Fame listed their their uh, selections. Now, I don't have the list in front of me. I'm not going to go over that. All I know is two players that have a, a, a dear spot in my heart for different reasons, and I think are deserving. May not be first ballot deserving, huh. but I think are deserving have been left off this year's list. That's Big Ben Wallace of my, your world champion Detroit Pistons, and Chris Webber. Of course, the Fab Five had a great, um, had a really good NBA career, and I think he is worthy of being in there. But JB, what do you think? 
Ben Wallace, C Webb in the Hall of Fame. You win it or not? Yeah, hell yeah, man. I mean, you know, look, just just based on pure talent and things that they've done as basketball players, hell yeah, they belong to be in it, man. So right now, I'm looking at uh, Moncrief, Divock, uh, Stigma. Uh, these are guys that are going in. That's the uh, Bobby Jones, uh, Sidney Moncrief, uh, Weatherspoon, uh, and I don't know if that's, is that Clarence Weatherspoon that's going in there? Uh, I don't know, but either way it goes. Hell yeah, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, man. I mean, that's, you know, I, don't, I can't speak much for the Basketball Hall of Fame, but, you know, the Football Hall of Fame is just, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's a complete popularity contest, and, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the NBA Basketball Hall of Fame is less biased, but I don't know. I, I, those two guys, man, even though uh, Ben Wallace had a championship, right? He won a championship with uh, with um, Johnson Billups and them. You did. You damn right. They they beat they beat the Lakers in 04, and he and he was uh, Defensive Player of the Year multiple times. So. Right, right. You know yeah, so most definitely. And then and then and then uh, Chris Webber, man, just a unreal basketball player. You know what I'm saying? He just put up stats, and he was just a solid. One of the best power fours the game has ever seen. So they they might not get in this year, but they will. So yeah, hell yeah, they're Hall of Famers. But you know, good luck to them next year. Right there, it is. All right, now now keeping the basketball, but also tying the football. JB, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I wouldn't be surprised if you are, but it's a very interesting wrinkle. Now, look, JB JB's beloved Phoenix Suns oh, have let, let's let's just say they've they've been they've been stacking talent, but for one reason or another. It just hasn't really quite come together. Man. Although Devin Booker plays his ass off, that dude is a walking triple-double. He's really, really good. But the Suns have fired their GM, and they are in the process of looking for a new one. So what did they do, JB? They brought in your guy, friend of the show, your personal partner, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. You know what I'm saying? They brought him in as a consultant huh. to help the Suns hire their next GM. So, huh. JB, Larry coming from the football side, going to the basketball side, helping out the uh, the owner, Sarver, look for, who apparently has a really good relationship with, he says, look for the next GM of the Phoenix Suns. Are you with it or not? You know what? I'm, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Larry is a staple in this community. Everybody respects and loves Larry. Uh, he's a lifer. You know, bird gang all day. Uh Starver, you're the problem. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just going to be real. We talked about this yesterday on my guy's show, the Easy Show. Shout out to you, All right. Starver, you're the problem. All right. You're you're walking around holier than thou, and you're making a relationship that people, it, it seems like people are, are, you're the guy. Every once in a while, we have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm the problem. So, Starver, here's what you should do. All right. Whoever this GM that you're going to hire, and hopefully Larry helps you find somebody really good and has a great eye for talent. And we can restock our, our scouting department. And we can bring some stars in here. So we can get our team back to a glorious state. Starver, sit your punk ass down and let him do what the hell he's supposed to do. Sit your punk ass down and let the president run the team. That's what you hired him for. So let him run the team. All right? Whatever reason, you're just not a very likable guy. All right? bottom line so this is what i'm hearing because i don't know much about you i just know you're a real estate tycoon uh who happened to buy the team you don't know shit about nba basketball so hire people that do sit your ass down and run and own the team shit the fuck out of here yeah i'm with it fucking help please larry help do something shit (laughs) nice okay all right so now we're taking it to the world of music and film now JB, as you know, one of one of the greatest one of the greatest uh, films rep- representing that uh, that ooey, that sticky icky, you know what I'm saying? Them trees is uh, it's a classic film. How high? And they've been talking for years about how high coming back the sequel. Uh. It's been in development for years. However, today, and I'm not sure if you saw this, but today I saw the supposed trailer, and, M- and MTV's behind it. Apparently, it's official. I saw the official trailer for How High 2. Uh, the movie stars uh, DC Young Fly, he's a social media cat slash comedian, and Lil Yachty. Uh, Mike Epps is in it, a few other cats are in it. And JB, I'm watching, saying, Oh, great, I'm going to see Me- Method in Red and it's going to be all good. Here's a problem I did not see Method, Method in Red in not one goddamn clip. 
So from what I understand, reading some articles, Method and Red are not involved in How High 2. JB, How High 2, with that knowledge, are you with it or not? No, not at all. Uh, DC Youngfly, uh, you know what? Shout out to you and all the success you have. I don't think it's that funny. That's just my opinion. Um, and then Little Yachty. Why would I want to watch Little Yachty do anything? All right, he's <laughs> like, that's just yeah. that's just my opinion. Like Lil Yachty, you know what I'm saying? He's he's an artist. He's a talented artist. He's passionate about what he does. Uh, you know, I respect him as an artist, but I don't think he's a movie guy. I don't think he's a movie star. I don't think he's an actor. Uh, I think they really fucked that up. They blew that. All right, they blew that. Listen, if the Bad Boys movie franchise can keep Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and they old as fuck right now, you know what I'm saying? Just like looking at yeah. some, of, just looking at some of the motherfucking. The shit on Will's, uh, Will and Martin's page about, you know, them the, the shooting right now. They just look old as fuck, right? They right. look so old and crusty right now. But they're still there, okay? Right. Meth, meth and Red could have had something to do with this movie. Like, so the fact they're not in the movie, I don't want to see it at all. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't, it's not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fucking, it's going to be so low budget. It's like, no, nah, I'm cool. Correct. I agree 100%. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You you can't you can't take that away from them. They made that movie. Man. That's a, that movie made, is they an made institution. It yeah, it's, it's a, yeah it's, and I mean, that just... I don't know. First of all, it shouldn't have been touched. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm just going to be real with you. Like, they right. shouldn't even try to remake it. You know, it was such a classic. And there was nothing else you could do to it. Like, I, so... Right. Unless you're just going to hold the name and then completely redo anything and everything about it. Like, that's just... Nah, that's just weird. Yeah, and, and and I mean, especially younger reviewers, I don't think you understand. Like, Method and Red are a legitimate comedy duo. Like, they were great together. Yes. Like, Meth was a little bit more dry, and then Red was more hype, so it worked great. Like, right. they had a great chemistry. Kind of like we do as the Savage duo. You know what right. I'm saying? We ain't fucking playing out here. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very similar. We just, we just you know what I'm saying? We just... It's it's like it's like a perfect it's like a perfect goddamn you know what I'm saying tennis match where that ball just keeps going over the net because we can keep that we can keep that shit going. Blows you know like what I'm the saying? Bam! And finally, JB, speaking of keeping it going, your final item here for your patented you would or not segment. Uh, speaking of the Hall of Fame, uh, WrestleMania is always a time when they do the new inductions for the Hall of Fame, huh. and uh, your man. You know what I'm saying? The sharpshooter himself, Bret Hart, was in there giving a speech, and some douchebag climbs under the ring like he's fucking Bam Bam Bigelow oh. and tries to tackle him and proceeds to catch a goddamn beatdown from 10 people. However, this is what I propose. I think if, if old boy really wants to come out of the crowd and get busy with Bret, the hitman Hart, I think that they should have a fair shake to get it on. So what do you think about this? Bret Hart gets his payback against the fan that tried to come in the ring and tackle him when he was at the podium. You you would it or not? Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, you know, wrestling is just a fucking show. That's all wrestling is. Like, look, look, look I hate to ruin it for you young people who really think that wrestling is real. It's not. It's choreographed. It's it's, it's scripted. It, it's, a, it's a big ass movie. It, it is. That's all it is. It's a huge fucking, right. it's a huge reality show. That's all wrestling is. It just happened to be people getting right. smacked around and goddamn body slammed and you know they got these big, huge, larger than life characters. Uh, you know, one of the one of the one it's crazy as hell. Uh Corbin Barone is one of my homeboys. Like, you know, he he uh he played football with us when we were with the when I was with the Cardinals back in the day. His name is Tom. I forget his last name, but Tom used to always tell us that he wanted to be a pro wrestler. It's crazy he spoke that in his life. He manifested it. And he is one of the most popular WWE wrestlers right now. Corbin Barone. Shout out to my guy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But it is staged. Hell yeah, it's staged. So this guy, this fucking lunatic, he's probably fucking, probably fucking 47, 50, 47 to 50 years old, comes running out of the crowd to try to tackle you know what I'm saying? The hitman himself. Like, get the fuck out of here. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let him get in the ring. Yeah. Let the hitman. How old is the hitman? About 60 right now? All right. Yeah, he's up there. But I got I got my money on him. Because like you oh, said, it, it is choreographed. Easy. But it's still it's still physical. It's still that, yeah. athletic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Of course it's athletic. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes him professional. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hell yeah. Break the hitman heart. Get at that fool. Whoop his ass. You know what I'm saying? It should be on. The, it should be on the next SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Special right. match. No shit. Fan versus the Hitman. 
Right. <laughs> there it is. Get you, get you, get you a fair one, Brett. All right, reviewers. That's it. This has been a great, another quality episode. Again, we are available on every platform, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, full episodes on YouTube. Shout out to our friends at the KSRN Network live yeah. from the desert. Earl, Javon, Sean, yeah, everybody. The boys out in the desert. There. You know what I'm saying? Follow us at JB and Benny Blue, JB and Benny For all past episodes, again, hit us up on the Savage Hotline, 818-850-2804. Uh, that's it. Bizzle Man, any final thoughts to the reviewers for get on up out of here and enjoy the rest of our goddamn weekend. Look, man, I love yours. You know what I'm saying? Continue to strive for greatness, put energy into things that you believe in, things that you love. All right. Raise your kids to be respectful, raise them to love others. You know what I'm saying? To have empathy. A life and and, and, and and other people, you know what I'm saying, in other people's lives, the way that they live and the way that they think. So we gotta make this world a better place, man. You know what I'm saying? This is the bottom line. We got we gotta do better because powers that be wanna keep things the old way, but we are the power. We are the powers that be when we stand together. That's it. That's that's all that needs to be said. Reviewers, we love you from Sea to Shining Sea. And until next time, yeah. stay safe, stay blessed. And I'm saying, keep 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 living the way the good Lord intended, and God damn it, you'll be all right. This is the review. We are for the people, and Always. we are out, baby. Holla, yeah, peace. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Start your Honda safe adventure at NorCalHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. <sighs> Mondays. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.